trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate ones we love ones we hate some are good some are great one meat two sides hot sauce we're your guides rob andy and randy and sometimes a guest welcome to talking trash a rochester-based food podcast where we rate and review local and national food favorites i'm rob i'm randy and i'm andy And this week, we will be continuing the breakfast sandwich showdown with a matchup of McCann's Local Meats, Wegmans, and Scott's too? Yes, that's correct, Andy. We found Scott's, although they got rid of the two on their new sign. I found it in the public market, that main building, the actual standalone structure. It's like right where the, the Duke's Donut sign is, and it's very easy to miss but I did track it down and we've added them to the competition. So to clarify the building you were in last time. Yes. I walked right by it. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So we, we added a, a restaurant or a, a purveyor of breakfast sandwiches to this, this uh, first round matchup to make it a, a three, three place round. And that those always get a little bit interesting because you've got a lot of variables in play. So I'm excited to, to get this one sorted out. And this week, our guest is Pete Burks, local food writer. Welcome to the show, Pete. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, we're, we're happy to have you. You're really the first like food expert we've had on this podcast, <laughs> um, although you are also a friend of ours. So we're continuing that trend of having only people we're close friends with on the show. Um, but uh, so you, you write a newsletter and a blog called Letters from Paris on the Genesee. Could you tell our audience about it? Uh, yeah, so it's um, it's a Substack newsletter uh, where I write mostly about food and cooking, uh, home cooking, uh, but sometimes can dabble into just whatever strikes my fancy. Um, it's become a place where I share um, some like original recipes. Uh, that seems to be the thing most people like. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. People seem to like it, so uh, I'm happy to keep it moving. Pete, awesome. what, what would you say is the most popular recipe that you've shared? I have a prediction because I've been reading it from the start. Uh, what would you say is the, the best feedback you've gotten for a recipe? Um, so there's probably two options. The The first one I ever posted was a uh, mac and cheese. It was made with like chorizo, uh, onion, diced jalapeno. Um, and people uh, really, really liked that one. Um, but uh, back it. Uh, during the NFL playoffs, I made a uh, buffalo chicken dip crunch wrap, and people went ballistic about that one. So th- th- those were the the two uh, favorites by by far, I think. Yeah, I still want to make that mac and cheese recipe because I, I think you kind of, I don't know if you shared or, or something on one of your social media feeds, just some of the people who've made it at home. It's kind of interesting seeing the slightly different noodles and the way people put the meat in there. And I just thought that one sounded good. My favorite that I made was the steak sandwich with, I believe, jalapeno chimichurri. Two words that, that's I don't right. say often, but I think yeah. I got them. No, no, you, you, you did it perfectly. Um, yeah, that, that's a, a, a very nice, uh, a nice meal. A lot, a lot of flavor in the chimichurri. People like it. Yeah, it was great. I've won, I only have a, one other thing I was thinking about, and Pete, since Rob called you an expert, perhaps you could <laughs> shed a little bit of light on this situation for us. Love to. None of us have any clue what a hard roll is. 
Do you, could you just give us a, a, maybe a basic rundown of how you would describe a hard roll? So a, a hard roll, it, it is sort of a, a, an amorphous term. Uh, I think probably the easiest way to describe it was, so just a regular sandwich roll, but I think for it to be a real hard roll, it needs to have uh, almost like a crusty exterior, uh, but still be soft on the inside. Um, like I think sometimes people get, uh, lump hamburger buns in with a hard roll. And I would not, I would not say that that's a hard roll. I think it's got to have much more of a, a tough exterior. Okay. Hey, I threw that one at him without any prompting. Uh, and I think that's a way better answer than any of us tried to give last week. Randy, what were you going to say? Pete, some of us don't know what amorphous means. So if you could just define that for the audience, this is going to be the whole, this is going to be the whole show tonight. Yeah, I thought there wasn't going to be any gotcha questions because uh, I'm, I'm not sure about that one either. <laughs> so a King's Hawaiian, not a hard roll, correct? Not a hard roll. Delicious, but not a hard roll. Okay. And in my opinion. Right. And like a DePaulo's bakery roll could be like a hard roll, essentially. I would say it is. Yes. Okay. I, th- I think that I meets the, the threshold for uh, toughness. Okay. I like it. That's uh, that's great. And, and I can say Andy mentioned noodles. One of our friends whose nickname is noodles made your, your mac and cheese, Pete, and brought it somewhere and I had it and it was awesome. Actually, oh, really? I ate way too much of it. So it was well, that's good. It's, it's very low calorie. Um, <laughs> feel free to indulge. Yeah, it seemed really low calorie. I actually felt lighter after I had eaten it. So it, yeah, that, that's common. It was, it was very good. So uh as our oh, let's we're gonna go to our new segment that Andy created, uh, the week in food. So, Pete, we'll start with you, our guest. Do you have any um, memorable food items from this week? Either something that you cooked or uh, something that you just ordered out. Um, so for this week, um, obviously, you know, we just uh, got through Easter here. Um, so had a, a nice little Easter dinner. Um, nothing too crazy, but I made a, uh, a, I spatchcocked a chicken and roasted it in the oven. Um, for those that aren't familiar, spatchcocking is when you remove the spine of the bird and flatten it out. Thank you. Pete. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, it, it came out really well. It, it just makes it so, um, the, the bird cooks faster and more evenly. Uh, cause a lot of times when you roast a whole bird in the oven, you get, you know, cold on the inside and burned on the outside. Uh, but it came out great. It was, uh, it was a lovely meal. Pete, now, did you use kitchen shears or a knife to get rid of that spine? Kitchen shears, of course. Oh, that's the move. Yeah. Yeah. It just, you know, you could use a knife, but you also might just send it straight through the whole thing. Yes. Yes. That's very true. Awesome. That's a good, that's a good share. Randy, anything uh, memorable this week food wise? I was going to say, um, Pete, if you, uh, if you like roasting chickens, I know a guy who's got a rotisserie that he's trying to uh, unload. Um, oh, that is true. That's compelling. <laughs> it's, have you done that? Have you gotten rid of that one yet, Rob? Just a quick side. side no, question. I've got to renew the, the Facebook marketplace postings for both that and the very fashionable blackout curtains. <laughs> nice. I actually might take the blackout curtains. <laughs> you could just, you could just have them at this point. <laughs> Uh, for me, this isn't going to be anything fancy, but I, uh, keep seeing these ads for Mark's pizzeria doing pan pizzas. 
So yesterday I decided to order one pan pizza, but then when I did the math, it only made sense to get two pan pizzas and uh, just for me. So I got two pan pizzas. One was half cheese, half peppers and onions, banana peppers and onions. And the other one was buffalo chicken. And I got to say the buffalo chicken might've been, and we haven't done pizza yet. One of the best not just buffalo chicken pizzas, one of the best pizzas I've had. Whatever wow. mixture of sauce that they put on that, it was beyond delicious. Um, and if you guys want any, I have about uh, one and three quarters of pizza in my freezer right now uh, I could bring to you guys. I would definitely I take that rather than the quart of boom boom sauce you tried to give everyone a week ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want it guys, I will bring it to you. I don't know how good it is after we unfreeze it. We're going to throw it in the air fryer by we, I mean me, cause Laurel doesn't eat uh, pizza for marks cause it's gluten, but it was amazing. Um, I would say compared to a pizza hot pan pizza, not as good, but that Buffalo chicken, whatever that sauce was, was amazing. Randy, I thought you weren't a big Marks guy. I thought you were more Team Salvatore's. I know, but the ads got me. They they <laughs> wore me down, and I was like, I got to give it a shot. Hey, we're, we're glad you did. Uh, mm. Andy, any food uh, food highlights? Um, I Just real quick, before we get to plugs, would you guys mind if I just plugged my band has a gig this, gig this weekend? We're called the Amorphous Spatchcocks. <laughs> 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 no, uh, I'm going to go on the other end of things. You guys were more savory. I have some some sweet treats that were highlights this week. So uh, my wife went to put in, went to go pick up some chocolate at local chocolatier Stevers, which has delicious chocolates. The but name of chocolate. One of those one of those days where it was like sunny but kind of cold, and she went tried to go midday because we had the week off, and uh, ended up waiting in line and she got so cold that she had to leave she was in line for like 20 minutes and only one or two people had gone in because I think everyone's putting in huge orders and stuff it's pretty crammed in there too um so we ended up she came home and put in an online order and you know they didn't have the most technologically sophisticated system but they emailed her about an hour later and she was able to pick it up within seconds of arriving so that system worked really well not sure if they'd continue that in the future but uh that was nice and so everybody had some delicious chocolate treats including some bark which was just chocolate pretzels marshmallow all that good stuff so that was delicious and then for the easter holiday we brought some cookies that my wife ordered from kc cookie co and so their Instagram is at KC, the letters, cookie co underscore NY. Um, and they were carrot cake cookies and they were moist and delicious. And they had cream cheese frosting and there's little carrots decorated on top. They're very cute, but they were awesome. And we ate them a couple of days after she picked them up and they still tasted great. So I would recommend those a uh, bit of a, bit of a sweet sound myself so i'll probably be promoting more and more sweets throughout the uh weekend food segment that i demand be on the show every week excellent that's a that's a great share um for my weekend food i made some steak the other day 
using uh, the sous vide method, and it's from a, a March 2011 Men's Health article. <laughs> and basically, you just <laughs> throw a steak in a plastic bag, suck out all the air, toss it in some water, and then uh, you know modify the temperatures and follow the the directions. It's actually very easy to do. Um, but it, it, you know, and then you take it out of the bag, dry it off, sear it, rest it. And it's to this day, I've, I've never found a better way to cook a steak than that. It's just incredible, especially if you yeah, like a rare steak. It's crazy how simple it is. It feels kind of like cheating, but it, that's all you do. Yeah. And you could buy one of the fancy like sous vide machines or just get a digital candy thermometer and just kind of modify the temp using your burner on the stove. You got to watch a little bit, but it's really super easy. Oh, so you just did it on a stove? Yeah, yeah. Do you have an actual oh, wow. sous vide? Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. I, I bought one of the the Innova sous vide cookers. Um, that that really is just simple. You just set it to a number and then you walk away. Kind of like Rob, circulates, correct? Rob, that's kind of like does, your yeah. uh, <clears throat> your rotisserie chicken cooker, isn't it? You just set it and forget <laughs> it. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've mentioned before. I'm trying to get rid of a rotisserie. Uh, don't bother everyone. He doesn't even have the gloves. I, it doesn't have the gloves. It still works really well. Um, so yeah, that was my weekend food, basically just cooking for myself. So not really super exciting, but you know, it was okay. Um, and uh, let's, let's transition and start getting into these breakfast sandwiches. So, so Pete, as our guest, uh, could you give us your breakfast Samstery? Uh, sure. So I, I guess the, the way to start this would be when I was young, whenever I would, we'd go out someplace and get breakfast, I would always get like pancakes or like something sweet. And just every time, no matter what, like, even if I went to McDonald's, I'd always get the, the uh, hot cakes, they would call them. And then one day, like I was eating, it was just like, I feel like terrible after eating these things. These are so filling and like awful. And then, so I just started getting sandwiches instead, and that that's uh, sort of ran with it ever since then. I I just I love them. Would you say that the rest was Samstery? I would say that, yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's funny you mentioned those hotcakes. The over our we had the week off this past week. I mentioned that twice now. Um, we did a fundraiser for little league baseball team for someone that my wife works with, and it was like five bucks, and you got a McDonald's hotcakes breakfast. So like you're saying, that was a total nostalgia trip. Just having the, it comes in the the big wide container. They're not styrofoam anymore like they used to be, but it's just got those same exact McDonald's. They just tasted like cake, you know, and they're, they're, they're cradled up that it, it was good in the, in like a fun nostalgic way. Yeah, they're, they were great. I remember, I remember enjoying those and also kind of feeling moderately sick after eating them every single time but but still enjoying them and still ordering them every time we went for breakfast yeah that's a that's a feature not a bug <laughs> yeah that's exactly right so let's actually just go around and start describing um our orders uh so we'll start with Wegmans uh Pete what did you get from Wegmans and what do you think of it uh so from Wegmans I got it was a sausage egg and cheese on a croissant um I quite like croissants as uh, breakfast sandwich uh, vehicles. Uh, as long as they're not like really bad, I think they're they're pretty tasty. And I thought the Wegmans was pretty good. Um, you would expect the them to have a quality standard of ingredient. I think that was true. 
Um, so the croissant was flaky and buttery. Uh, the egg was was all uh, it was a scrambled sort of a uh, patty, which I don't mind. I, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I, I thought it was it, it was well done. Um, the sausage on it was was okay. It was nothing to really write home about. Um, but the 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 one thing for me was the cheese on it was just cold and not melted at all, uh, which which was a, a real turnoff for me. Gotcha. Uh, Randy, what do you end up getting? So I used to go to Wegmans a lot to get their breakfast sandwich, but I'd go with the breakfast uh, like in a wrap. Um, and I used to like that a lot. Uh, so this time, based on Andy's recommendation, he said croissant is the way to go. So I did the same thing. And I'm usually actually the opposite, Pete. I don't go croissant at places. And I'm deciding that that was been a waste of all those years ordering breakfast sandwiches, not on croissants, because <laughs> I've like living every alive. one I've had so far. Uh, this Wegmans croissant was really good. It was buttery. It was flaky. It was a perfect consistency for the croissant. Um, the eggs, I, I've said on here before, kind of going off what Pete said, it was scrambled, but it, it looked like it was almost a scrambled patty, but not like a perfect patty type of thing. I think Andy said they cook them fresh there. Um, I thought the eggs were a little salty, but they, they were tasty. Um, there was a little, they were a little juicy or watery also. Um, so very, very moist eggs, but again, not in a bad way. I know that's going to sound a little, a little gross, but it wasn't really that it wasn't bad. Um, I agree. The cheese wasn't really melted, but I thought it was a perfect amount of cheese for a breakfast sandwich. Uh, so overall, I know my description doesn't make it sound great. Uh, but I thought it was, it was, it was tasty. It came together really well. Um, I was pleasantly surprised to be honest with you. Um, because even though I, like I said, I used to go to Wegmans a lot. I wasn't, I didn't have high hopes based on some of these other ones we've had. And I thought it was, it was good. Awesome. Andy, this was your, your choice for the competition. What did you order as the expert for Wegmans? That's right. I, this Wegmans breakfast sandwich got straight into the main dance. Not sure how I feel about it getting this curveball of Scott's two thrown in at the last minute, but we're going to give it a shot. And it's encouraging to hear Randy's description there, or rather his opinion instead of his description, as he said. <laughs> um, I went, I got the same order as Pete. That's my go-to, the sausage, egg, and cheese on croissant. And I agree with those guys. The croissant is solid to, to, to very good, I'd say. It's like, it's like slightly above average. And one of the things that neither of them mentioned that I like about it is that it's kind of compact. It's not humongous. It does flake a little, so it can be messy, but the, the main structure of it holds. And that's kind of been something that's failed at a couple places, not necessarily croissants, but just the role of a breakfast sandwich needs to be at least sturdy. So that croissant, it's got good bones, you know, it's, it's got a good structure. Well, there's no, there's no bones in it, but... <laughs> I think they spatchcock the croissants there. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the sausage patty, I, I said it was slightly thicker and a little bit tastier than average in the tournament. I've gotten uh, sausage everywhere where it's been available. Uh, so, you know, above average, the scrambled eggs. Yeah, they, I, I it's pure speculation that they make it fresh by, based, uh, you know, on my opinion. But Randy, you're right. There is something that they're like a little juicy in a good way. And I wonder if maybe because Wegmans just has access to all those huge machines and stuff that maybe they just keep them in a steamer in little cupcake cups or something like that, because it is a little bit thicker. It's not like the thin disc that you get at like a lot of the bagel shops. It's, it's like taller, but it kind of holds its structure. Okay. 
the cheese, I agree that it doesn't melt well. I describe it as sort of like a hybrid between cheddar and American, and it almost melts more like a cheddar, uh, but it has a good taste. And I really like the taste between the two. Um, I did order all these breakfast sandwiches fresh from the coffee shop, but I'm pretty sure all the materials are pre-prepared, but I wanted to, you know, give it its best showing. So um, for me, it, this is right in my wheelhouse. It's one of my favorites. And uh, it was nice to see that it lived up to its reputation for me in that it is in the top tier of the competition. So I don't think that gives too much away because, you know, we had another breakfast sandwich or two today uh, or when, when we ate them that were pretty good. So uh, yeah, I, I walked away pleased with it, the performance. Rob, sir? Um, I got uh, bacon, egg, and cheese on a croissant. I wrote the egg had good flavor and it was, it was actually seasoned. I think at a lot of these places, you'll just see them kind of crack an egg and throw it on there and hope that whatever the meat is kind of offsets and creates the salt. But I think they actually seasoned the, the eggs, which was good. I wrote that the cheese was perfectly melted. But then again, I don't really love melted cheese. So maybe mine was actually only partially melted, which I actually prefer. But um, <laughs> I liked it. I thought the croissant was good. I thought the bacon, I said it had good flavor. I was, um, I was actually surprised because I had gone to Wegmans a few times in the past. I had like a minor, very short kick where I would get them for a few weeks in a row. And I, I enjoyed it. I was very surprised. I wonder how long Rob's going to stick to his guns on this accidental take that melted cheese is bad i think some melted cheese <laughs> is not great i think some cheeses are okay for melting and some and cheeses are good for melting bringing it up probably every episode well uh, you know hey at, at least once we'll see if i bring it up again hey yeah, everybody's got to have a bit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true i think wegman's deserved a place in the first round for being like a big chain um uh, grocery store. I think they did pretty well. I would. Yeah. I agree. I, Andy, when, when I saw Wegmans on there, it had been a very long time since I'd had a, a sandwich from there and I was kind of skeptical. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised at how good it was. Um, I think what I said at the time, I, to me, I, I think it occupies a tier noticeably above your, your other fast food breakfast sandwiches. Uh, just the quality of ingredients and uh, preparation is is noticeably better, I think. And one thing to note about Wegmans too, because even with it being very good or you know above average, is that it has a sub five dollar price point, which is close to some fast food places or you know right. uh, equitable, probably a little more affordable than a Brugger's even. So that's good. Yeah, definitely. I'm getting desperate. I'm trying to promote it. So that's good. I think. <laughs> yeah. Wegmans needs promotion. Yep. <laughs> yeah. People don't know about that place. Small local shop. Yep. Yep. Uh, so let's, uh, let's head over to Scott's too. Although the sign that is there now just says Scott's to be clear. So just don't walk past it. And again, look for the Duke's donut sign. Uh, Pete, what do you get from Scott's and, and what were your thoughts? Uh, Scott's, I got a sausage, egg, and cheese on a hard roll. Um, I thought the hard roll was awesome. It was really good. It was a very crusty exterior, but it was still soft on the inside. Uh, and uh, on top of that, the egg was, you could tell, very freshly cracked. Um, yolk was still a little bit gooey, which I like. 
uh, cheese was nice and melted. Uh, the one real disappointing thing I thought was the sausage on it. It was small and I thought it did not taste like all that much. Yeah, they, they were small. So I saw them make the sandwiches. I saw the cook crack the eggs. So they were fresh right there. Um, but the sausages were kind of the smaller discs and I could see that maybe they were disappointed or disappointing rather. Let's go to, let's go to Andy because you got the same thing, correct? I did. Yeah. And I, that was probably the biggest knock against it for me was the size of the sausage. It looked like when you buy like the six or 12 pack at this, at the, at like a Wegmans where they're just those little tiny circles and they weren't like spread out or smashed at all, which, you know, I don't know, I guess that could affect how you cook it or whatever, but uh, the surface area, you could have had a bite all the way around the whole sandwich and not get gotten the sausage. When I got the sausage, I thought this is good, fine. Um, but without the sausage, I wasn't really that interested, but the hard roll looked great. It had those similar, uh, you know, kind of bubbly, bubbly uh, top, like on the crispy part, a little bit darker than the the roll we got from Bodega, but I agree that was really good. The fried egg was, was good. Um, I'm, I'm more of a scramble man, as I've said, but I thought that was a, a fine fried egg because you, you, you can tell it was uh, fresh and I liked the melty American cheese because melty cheese rock salad. Excellent. Randy? Oh, Scott's. Scott, Scott, Scott. <laughs> uh, so this one, a lot of hype, big Rochester hype. Um, I know a lot people of people were talking about it. Yeah. I'm glad you found it, Rob. So this is, I enjoy talking about this one. Uh, let's start with the eggs. This is my favorite type of egg to have on a breakfast sandwich. I think this is the first possibly fried egg like this that we've had. Um, where you could tell that they fried it in butter. Like I could taste the greasy butterness of it. And that's my favorite type of taste. I could see other people not liking it. So the egg was awesome. I would say, and again, I got egg and cheese on a hard roll. So that no meat. I would say the roll to egg ratio was not great though. I could have done two eggs. And Rob, I think you said, can you want to tell what you're part of that real quick? I don't know what you're talking about. I think, didn't, <laughs> didn't they give you an opportunity to do two eggs or one egg? No, that was Brugger's for Andy's sandwich. Sorry, we our egg. other episode. We recorded about three episodes in a week, so <laughs> we have a lot of breakfast sandwiches. A lot of breakfast sandwiches, yeah. No, that's right. not an option. Let's uh, rewind that. And uh, I'm going to talk about the roll now. And this is where it kind of fell apart for me, the... Roll was definitely unevenly cooked for me. Uh, there were burnt edges and then there were uncooked edges. So again, this is Rob, you said there's one guy back there. I mean, that's kind of what you get when it's handmade like that. I felt like the roll was almost too fluffy at times or just uncooked compared to the cook part. It definitely didn't do it for me. I think if it was cooked thoroughly like a hard roll all the way through, it would have been better. Um, but I did when I got a good, like not burnt, but crispy edge with the egg and cheese, it was a delicious taste. I just think all together, it didn't fully do it for me. And I do want to throw a disclaimer out here. Um, and I don't know, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I think you'll agree that we've had so many breakfast sandwiches now that when I complain about a breakfast sandwich, it's not that it wasn't good. Like I would totally eat this one again. It's now that we've done so many, I'm trying to really find, you know, 
the best perfect one. So I might say, oh, this was an issue. This was an issue. But honestly, Scott's was good. It was really good. It's just there were a couple, you know, little things that I would point out compared to other ones. Yeah, I would completely echo what you just said. Um, I, you know, Scott's was my um, pick for this competition. Um, I got a, a bacon, egg and cheese on, on the hard roll. I would agree. The roll could have been um, a little more cooked, uh, a little bit more grilled or maybe just a little fresher, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad roll. And, and all the components were excellent. Um, the cheese was like really melty. The bacon was excellent. Like the bacon was super crunchy. So it wasn't a thick bacon, but it was a memorable bacon. Uh, it had that, if you like crispy, crunchy bacon, this is your bacon and they give you a lot of it. So it really makes the sandwich, I would say. Yeah, I, I had a bite of the, the bacon sandwich too. And I, I thought the, the bacon was substantially better than the sausage. Uh, it was it was a memorable bacon. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so yeah, and, and, and for me, you know, that's the, as far as the public market goes, this is the place to go. And, and there was a line. I mean, it was, um, it, it was obviously, even though it's kind of not hard to find, but a little bit harder to spot, people still found it and, and people were waiting. And like you said, Randy, it was like a two-person operation. Um, one woman was taking orders and there's one, one chef or one cook just kind of cooking them up um, as they were coming in. And so, you know, it's fresh and you also know that it's a little bit harder to have consistency when it's just one person kind of dealing with a lot of orders coming in. So, especially with Rob standing right next to him in front of the flat top, asking him questions about it. Oh yeah. yeah I'm with the press. That thing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, Were you the wearing your card face? sticking out of his hat? <laughs> yeah. I, I put on the old apron and, and jump back there and, and, you know, took, took over just like the old days at the big L. Okay. Uh, let's go on to our last, uh, her last place was McCann's Pete. what do you get from McCann's? Uh, so at McCann's, uh, I got the two by two by two by two sandwich. Uh, so that's, uh, two slices of ham, two slices of bacon, uh, two eggs, and I, I'm guessing two slices of cheese. Um, this is personally my, my favorite sandwich that I've had. Um, it gets served on, uh, I believe it's a brioche roll. Um, so it's a little bit sweeter, um, a little bit more of a complex flavor and a little, little dense too. Um, but it was grilled up really nicely. Um, the, the meat, as you would expect, it was from a butcher shop. I thought was awesome. It was just so good. Um, the, the eggs were nice gooey over medium, which is just how I like it for a sandwich. So you still get the, a little bit of runniness, but it doesn't make a huge mess. And you know, the cheese, it melted everything all together. I, I thought it was awesome. Awesome. Uh, Andy. Pete and I got the same thing again. We're breakfast Sam buddies. How? Uh, one of the things that I was very surprised by was the roll. Uh, I don't think we've had anything on like a brioche roll. So it was, it was just different. And it almost brought a little, you know, a very mild version of like Randy described the, the King's Hawaiian earlier, a little sweetness to it. And we, we discussed that when we were eating them at the time, it was perfectly toasted. Um, I agree. I mean, it's almost unfair that this is from a butcher shop because the meat's going to be great. Uh, I did notice the ham almost outshined the bacon to me. I noticed it more, uh, maybe because it was like kind of densely packed in there versus the bacon, which were like long strips. But uh, I'll, I've had the bodega ham sandwich. And I think these higher end places that make the, the ham uh, a real star 
it, I think it stands out to me. I don't know if it's because it's different or if it's got a little sweetness to it or something, but I thought the meat was great. Eggs were great. I actually don't remember anything about the cheese and I forgot to write notes about it. I remember the cheese from the sandwich that Randy got, but I don't remember it from McCann's, but I'm imagining it was pretty good. Uh, this was definitely the most expensive sandwich of the day and also that we've had. I believe they were 1050-ish. 1050, yeah. So I had a hard time thinking about how I wanted to rate this tournament because do you include bang for your buck? If so, this place better have delivered. It did, but I think I've just really been rating them based on taste. So I, I would just like to point out the prices, but they don't necessarily, from my rankings, make a huge effect unless the sandwich totally under delivers. I thought this one delivered. It was great. Yeah, I think to be fair too, it, it's it's very expensive for a breakfast sandwich, but it's also very big. Yeah, we, so we, this, it, this is the first sandwich we, from the start, all decided to split. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm going to jump in before Randy because he had a very different sandwich than we had. Um, so again, the two by 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 however many twos um, are in there. And, and I would agree the, the, the meat, if you're looking at it um, from the side, the, the meat was really, there was a lot of meat on that sandwich. Um, my last bite on this one was really, you know, there was this ham kind of maple flavor in the last bite. And it was just, it was excellent. The meat really was the star in that sandwich, I would say. So Randy, what did you get from McCann's? Worried to tell you my opinion, because I don't want to Johnny this place. But don't worry guys he'll never listen to this episode the play Uh, fails no (laughs) um but i got the steak egg and cheese and so i agree with you guys on the egg the cheese the brioche um all of that was good the steak i thought was like a cooked kind of roast beef like steak rob you said it was like steakums which i completely disagree um, I think steakums is like more of a pre-made feels like a different type of steak, but this one, like when you bit into it, it felt kind of like, um, like, like a thick kind of, it was thin cut, but like, it was like that stringy kind of meat that you can bite into when you get a, a roast beef sandwich, almost a cooked roast beef sandwich. Um, and it was not good. I thought it was bad actually. Like I can't even say anything that I liked about the meat and it, I couldn't finish the sandwich. Um, I wouldn't recommend anybody getting this one. And I feel bad bashing McCann's like this, but it was, and we, we talked about it there a little bit and it definitely was not seasoned whatsoever. It was just essentially like plain, like thin cut beef. Um, and so this one, Definitely no surprise based on my description was in last place for me. And this one actually might've been one of the worst ones I've had in the tournament. I I had a bite of yours, Randy, and I really liked it, but (sighs) I had like a a corner end piece that didn't have a ton of meat. So for me, I liked it because it had a slightly different taste with the peppers and onions. And I really liked the cheese, which is probably like some sort of provolone type that you might have on. Um, it's yeah, not I forgot I, about the peppers and onions. You're right. I meant Those were good too. with a Y. That's not how I pronounce it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I thought I actually thought it was good, but I tend to like everything we eat. So I don't know. 
Yeah, I, Randy, I think you're right. I, it was. I didn't think it was bad, but the steak was definitely really under seasoned, and they piled so much of it on there that it was. It really overwhelmed the rest of the sandwich mm. with just kind of like you got like goodish like meat flavor, but like it it, it was screaming out for herbs for some salt. Yeah, I mean, maybe I just don't like plain meat, so that could be on me. Um, because if you do like plain, plain meat, meat you got you got plenty of it. You for sure got a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what are you gonna say, Rob? I was gonna say you guys might not know this, but I really like to salt my food pretty thoroughly, and <laughs> I would agree this meat just needed some salt. But I wouldn't say it was bad by any means. I thought it was a good sandwich. To me, it felt more like a lunch sandwich, not a something you'd want to have for breakfast. Yeah. You know, when I picture steak and eggs, I picture that like really poorly cooked, cheap piece of steak that's really chewy. And you're like, why did I order this from a diner? And this just was a totally different style of I'm I was thinking almost like um, like a Philly cheesesteak steak style, but not with that kind of cheese on it. But again, maybe I'm totally wrong. on. I wonder if because the two by two has the two meats also that are slightly different. I mean, bacon and ham are different enough that you can texturally and um you know bacon's very salty tasting like they they almost make the one sandwich like the other one to be a big huge breakfast sandwich that's you know i mean they're ten dollars you you want to get your money's worth um so i think there's just a little bit more meat diversity on the two by two by two by two yeah i you know what now that you guys are saying that i wonder if there was some type of sauce on it because a lot of breakfast sandwiches come with some type of sauce or mayonnaise or you know i wonder if that would have just upped it a ton um but for me that was not a taste i enjoyed at all like a sauce like salt water yeah (laughs) yeah just give it a Uh, nice dunk right through it like a french dip but in ocean water (laughs) Uh, so yeah, that's, I'm, I'm tanking that one. I'm sorry guys, but I got to stay true straight, stay true to what I think here. And I'm going to go to what Andy said real quick. I've been, cause I've been thinking the same thing, price versus, you know, all that I've been deciding I'm basing it solely on taste, taste alone, nothing else. Um, try not to take, you know, anything else into account because it does get tough when you start thinking about, well, this is this price. This is supposed to be a little fancier. Look at my cans. They're supposed to do meat really well. And, you know, you guys said that yours was awesome. So that's the other thing too, is I'm only doing eggs and cheese most of the time. So I feel bad kind of tanking it on a different, you know, different level, but that's just how I felt. Johnny didn't seem uh, upset to tank it on his ham sandwich <laughs> uh, last week. That's true. <laughs> We appreciate your honesty, Randy. That's why we we're one of the most hard hitting food podcasts yeah. in the Rochester area. So that's that's what happens, you know. Until McCann's lose, and then you guys are going to be so mad at me. But go ahead. We'll see. Um, and <laughs> we can't not have up, Randy. We can't not have Randy on the podcast. He's <laughs> one of the hosts. Yes. And <laughs> let's uh, let's go. To let's park. move on and uh, let's get our rankings. So. Uh, Pete, what was your favorite of these three sandwiches? Uh, so my favorite was uh, McCann's, I think, by a pretty wide margin. And what was your uh, second favorite? Number two, I'm going to go with Scott's for, for Scott's too. I, I thought it was a, a nice sandwich. Um, the meat issues aside, I, I, I thought it was it had a lot of potential. Excellent. Uh, moving on to Andy, what was your favorite? Um, I would agree with McCann's being in the top spot. It was 
expensive, but it totally delivered. Every part of it was great. It might be the first sandwich that I've had that every part I thought was great. Although I wish I could remember the cheese, but I remember the cheese on Randy's sandwich and it was great. So I'm assuming it was like that. Um, <clears throat> for second place, I, I had Wegmans, but I, I'm sort of a big fan of Wegmans. So uh, I think it delivered on what I like about it. And for me, Scott's was in third. The biggest strike was that the sausage was really small. And also mine was like burnt to a blackness on one mm -hmm. side. So that's just a little overdone. I, I don't know anything clearly about Scott's and, you know, what they've gone through because there were articles about them closing and moving and you found them in a new location. <clears throat> and um, so I just wonder if any of that has had an effect on anything. Um because this this place does have the hype as being like the best, you know, um, but uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe we just caught him on a bad day too. But it was still a good breakfast sandwich. It just came in third. That's all. Yeah, and and like Randy said, they're all pretty good. Um, Randy, what was your favorite of these three? We know what your least favorite is. I'm just going to put that in right now. Least favorite was McCann's. So between Wegmans and Scott's, I actually thought Wegmans edged out Scott's. I think consistency wise, every bite of Wegmans I thought was good. Scott's, the good bites might've been a little bit better than Wegmans good bites, but it wasn't always a good bite. Um, but Wegmans was really good. Like I would totally go back and get theirs. Uh, and Scott's- I just turn up over here. <laughs> my baby <laughs> papa so uh yeah i was you know and again i'm going based solely on taste because i i think but scott's was really good too so they're close but i think wegman's edged it out a little okay and i'll go last uh my favorite was mccann's um i just that that meat just gave the sandwich such a great identity it was just a really it was a great sandwich um my second favorite sandwich was wegman's and wow. my third was Scott's. Um, Scott's is still great. That's one of those places that, you know, if, if I'm at the public market and I want to get something to eat, I'm going to grab a Scott's breakfast sandwich. And if it's been there, you know, it's been there forever. It's been there for probably like 20 years. And so it's one of those original kind of places. They do a great sandwich. Um, I did really like the flower. It was Flower City, right? That we went to at the market also, yes. which was, it was great too, but if you're hungry, this is a much more substantial sandwich. If you like bacon, this is your sandwich. Um, but that leaves us as Randy trying to play the spoiler, but not being able to do so because McCann's wins, Wegman's second, and Scott's in third. So McCann's will move forward in the tournament. So I'm excited to actually do McCann's again. I'm glad they won because I want to try it just a egg and cheese i know it's a meat place but just go egg and cheese they don't really have a ton of options though right i mean what else it was or is it changed by the day i don't really know how it works there um i know so that that two by two sandwich is always on there um and they have a lot of rotation for other like mostly lunch stuff okay. uh the other big thing they do for breakfast for breakfast is they make pancakes there which Ooh, is so good. not a pancakes podcast, but no, oh, man, they're so good. We know pizza and on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you need to like slip into a coma after you're done eating them, but uh, they're, they're pretty tasty. Those things are almost like mini Dutch babies. They're so good. Yeah. They're just like basically fried in a skillet full of butter. It seems like. 
Yeah, they have like uh like a like a real crust on the outside of them, which most pancakes don't have, and that, that's a that's a big uh, game changer for me. I don't know if we can have that be your breakfast sandwich in air quotes, Randy. I don't know. <laughs> that's okay because that was like get it the on seventh, the pancakes. <laughs> that was like the seventh thing I heard on this podcast that I don't know. Dutch baby, I've never heard of that before. Dutch baby pancake. pancake. Yeah, it's like a, a random recipe that my mom had. And when I was like 11, I got way into making it and I'd make it for like every family holiday and stuff. It's basically just, yeah, like a really runny batter and it puffs up around the outside of the pan. And okay. then you put all the, all the toppings on the inside. It's like a little football stadium filled with powdered sugar and lemon and strawberries. <laughs> it's delicious. All right, I'm getting that definitely actually rob you know the pancake house in williamsville i do they make a mean dutch baby it's so good their pancakes are great i'm not surprised at all the place is good but i'll save that for plugs (laughs) so speaking of uh let's move on to peeves and plugs pete you're our guest do you have any peeves that are are cheesing you and and any plugs you'd like to support sure uh well Let's start with the peeves. Uh, I, uh, I've got two, uh, I got two little kids under three and right now I'm in the middle of potty training one of them and sleep training the other. And that sucks. So that's my peeve. That's a I am, uh, I'm not loving it. <laughs> kind of your life is your peeve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just kind of everything that's happening with me. Um, okay. That's a good one. And, and your plug. Uh, plug, you know, I, uh, I have a newsletter. Mm. Uh, you can find it at uh, Peter Burks, and that's B-E-R-K-E-S dot substack dot com. It is free. Uh, once a week, I send, uh, I send some good stuff to your inbox, and uh, it would be a delight if you subscribed. I, uh, I sent Pete an email today. Uh, he was soliciting emails for his mailbag, and I sent him an email. It was like, 60% joke, 40%, like, eh, maybe he'll mention the podcast. I go, hey, what's your favorite type of breakfast sandwich? There's a lot of variety out there these days. And then Pete hilariously wrote back, this guy, Andy's a real plug hound, isn't he? <laughs> and even typed out a little howl. So what a guy. He he actually listened to the podcast more so than any of our previous guests. That is Now, say you, you think it's a joke, but it's also going to be the headline question. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Hey, we got to support each other. Local journalism, you know, if that's what you can call any of this. That's Very right. Let's, let's build, baby. Very loose. Uh, Andy, peeves, plugs, what do you got? I have a peeve. I usually don't have peeves. Uh, a re- local restaurant, which will go unnamed. Uh, we had really disappointing takeout. And still, we're, you know, we're not really eating out a lot. We have two little kids. And uh, my wife and I, we have our vaccine, but because uh, we're both in education, but we just really don't have the time. It's hard to get a babysitter, yada, yada, yada. So we get takeout once a week and it's like our big, exciting thing. And uh, so we got takeout and we ordered like, it was like more like a pub tapas thing. We got a bunch of appetizers and a sandwich. We were going to split everything. All four things were bad, straight up bad. They were cold. The ingredients were bad. They left things out, blah, blah, blah. Everything was bad. And it was like, you know, 
it was like 45 bucks. And then I left like a really nice tip because you know, these places are jammed. They're putting everything in takeout and it just stunk. And what a bummer, you know, it ruined like literally our, our, our the end of our, you know, week. So bummer. Anyways, <clears throat> here's a plug. My birthday is Tuesday. That's not the plug I requested for my birthday. <clears throat> um, my favorite childhood um, treat that my mom would make me. And it's just box and tub of frosting, yellow cake with chocolate frosting. That's so, my favorite too. It's amazing. Rob, you're going to have to come over because we made a whole a whole set of cupcakes, whatever, whatever the term is, batch, like 24 cupcakes. It, that's my favorite too. No, it's not. That was so fake, Randy. Rob, pick me up on the way. I also um, like it. You bring the frozen uh, deep dish pizzas and we'll head over to Andy's. Well, now there's, there's a trade I could get behind. But like, you know how like, NBA teams will throw in like a bad contract. I'm sending that boom, boom sauce back. I don't eat this stuff. You could dip the pizza right into it. <laughs> Just using your trade exception on this jug of sauce. I believe Randy said the sauce that's already on the pizza was quote beyond amazing end quote. So I don't think it needs any extra sauce. It doesn't, but I did make a boom, boom sauce, Dutch baby that I can bring over. if you want it. <laughs> It's like a, that's like a bread bowl dip. Nope, it was. It's only boom boom sauce, crusty <laughs> edges of boom boom sauce folded over on boom boom sauce. Wow. So much boom boom. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what. That's all I got. One peeve, one plug. Bad takeout and cupcakes, baby. Randy, what are your peeves and what are your plugs? Uh, so my plug is, and I don't. We, you know, we don't really talk about alcohol on here a lot, but we did do a little uh, light beer tasting, which I think is okay to mention. Uh, last week, uh, Rob was there, um, and I thought my favorite light beer was always Blue Light. Uh, so my peeve is it's not anymore, apparently, because we did a blind taste test. My new favorite is Miller Light. Um, and that, that was my new favorite for about two minutes before we did a second blind beer <laughs> tasting. And I guess my real new favorite is Jenny light, which really surprised me. Um, so I, I plug light beer tastings, you know, it's, it's easy. Uh, what do we do, Rob? We did Miller, Bud Light, Blue Light and Jenny light. Oh, and then we had a couple of Pilsners in there. Um, it sounds kind of dumb, but it was a lot of fun. It was actually very surprising what we found out. It was a true double blind. And by true, I mean, not true at all, but we tried to do something <laughs> so that we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So that was fun and uh, surprising. Very good, Randy. Yeah, that was, it was surprising. Um, I was in a similar boat. I enjoyed the Miller light. I think that was the, the crowd favorite at the end of the night. It was. So, Hey, let's, let's plug a huge corporation Miller light. <laughs> uh <laughs> I had uh, two two plugs. I did have a peeve, but I'm not going to share it. Um, I'm going to stay positive to finish this off. My my one plug is the is Highland Park and the conservatory in Highland Park. It's super cool. There's like turtles walking around, and then little tiny birds, and and all these cool plants like these these cacti that are that they look like giant creatures that that shouldn't exist. Like they look like monsters almost, in a good way. So uh, I would check that out. It's like a few bucks to get in. They do take credit card, I think. I think I had cash, but um, it's cool. It's not that big. It doesn't take that long to walk through it, but it's, it's neat. And I also, um, I'm going to plug sheet pans as a cooking uh, vessel. You know, 
I'm always cooking like a giant batch of food for the week for lunches and it always makes a mess. But with sheet pans, you just throw a bunch of food on there and you throw it in the oven and then you don't make any mess. And uh, they're awesome. Sheet pans are great. We're making a sheet pan dinner tomorrow. What? No, uh, no mess. No fuss. It's going to be great. You don't have to wipe anything down. I mean, you got to clean out the sheet pan, obviously. But aside from that, it's amazing. Were sheet pan dinners like, were they like a, a cool thing? on like the internet at any point recently. Cause we just started yeah. a year or two ago and like, we've made like four different versions of them. Yeah. Like a couple of years ago, it, that was sort of a, a, a wave that people were riding. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's though. legitimately like, it's pretty handy. Um, especially if everything like cooks at the same rate on there, it, it's nice. Now sheet pan hack, Rob, you put tin foil on top of it and you don't even That's have right. to wash it after. That's that's a good call. That's a good call, Randy. I might have mm-hmm. to give that a that's shot. That's what we do. Yeah. That's that's a good Same. move. Probably want to rinse it, but you don't have to wash it. Nope. Fully. Nothing. Don't do anything. <laughs> that's that's how you season a sheet pan. Mm-hmm. I actually I <laughs> no, have you don't a, want to wash it. <laughs> no, it, when I used to work at uh, Mama Mia's in Geneseo, we would get like yelled at if we actually washed the giant sheet pans that they baked all the that they put all the little uh the garlic knots on so like we were able to like rinse them with hot water but like no soap like it was literally just like a giant centimeter of just seasoning on that thing and it kind of sounds delicious rob i didn't know you worked at Mia's. oh yeah i was uh i was a delivery guy and and an in-house guy i've got some uh insane stories from that place but your specialty was bike delivery featuring two big gulps of soda correct (laughs) oh my yeah i've got a i've got a bike delivery story uh maybe i'll save that for another pod but it was a it was pretty intense i might have stolen a bike on that delivery because i ended up having to run errands at wegmans and i parked my bike right you know outside of wegmans ran in and when i came out there was an identical bike right next to my bike and like literally the same like lime green huffy and i'm just like which bike is because it wasn't my bike it was somebody i was borrowing somebody's bike so i just grabbed one of the two bikes and it could it, it was insane the whole and an underrated part of that story is how far away wegman's is from Mama it's not Mia. close at all he's riding his bike there no bags of groceries dangling on the handles i don't have a helmet i hadn't ridden a bike in years um I was delivering all afternoon, but it was all townies ordering. So they weren't tipping very well. I think I, I must've ridden like, I don't know, probably 10 miles on that bike. And I made like $3 in tips. It was a really rough day. These were different times. <laughs> yep. <laughs> different times at Mama Mia's. So I think that wraps up this, this app. Pete, thank you so much for being our, our guest. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. This was, uh, was a lot of fun. Awesome. And dudes, any, anything to add, Andy, what's, what's up next on the comp? Well, I think we'll probably re- release this next. And then the next episode is already in the bank and that's going to be a showdown in the, the, uh, the official first round village bakery versus the winner of the play in the fast food play in matchup, which was Brugger's. So village bakery versus Brugger's. Uh, will be the next episode and at that point we just have one first round matchup left which is randy's entry soho bagel cafe and that's going to go up against controversial first round entrant bagels etc who defeated bodega and dell's market i'm not happy with that it's 
a lot of people a lot of Bodega got robbed. opinions out there uh, on that episode. I love bagels, et cetera, is coming in as the Patriots to that round. So you guys are just going to bash it no matter what. And Soho's moving on. <laughs> We're brilliantly played by Randy. <laughs> we shall see. Well, until next time, keep uh, eating and talking trash. Trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate. Ones we love, ones we hate. Some are good, some are great. One meat, two sides, hot sauce. We're your guides, Rob, Andy, and Randy, and sometimes a guest. (laughs) I love that Geneseo pizza delivery story. It's probably in the top three pizza delivery on a bike in Geneseo stories ever. Wegmans is so far away, too. (laughs) Yeah.